Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. Finally, we are at episode 45. Finally. The Great Valley Adventure. <laughs> no, that, that? No, that was from? That? I no? want to know. Uh, it is Land Before oh, right Time. Before time. Oh, I guess yeah. I could have yeah. guessed that one. One of the many Land Before Times. It has the second one. So oh. <laughs> we've got so many more to go. Wow, that's that's a lot. Uh, so they were trying to get to the Great Valley in the first one, and then they're there. Right, and now they're having the second an, one. A, an adventure within it, apparently. Mm. I don't know. So those angelic voices you're hearing are <sighs> myself, Corey Draper, but also my two fellow fossils, mm. Colin Harmon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm the ugly one. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. And Wes Allen. It's Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Ned? Ned. Needlenose Ned. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's been a while. That's why I said finally. We're finally. back. We... we took the month of March off because just the crazy things were happen- happening. We work for a church and Easter season was upon us. And then also a certain one of us took a giant vacation across the country. Yeah. Who does that? Yes. People. Uh, back to the homeland for Colin Harmon. That's right. How was that, by the way? It was fantastic. Thank you for asking. Spent lots of time at the beach. Went to a friend's wedding. It was good. Disneyland as well, Disneyland right? Disneyland yeah. as well. Cool. A staple of my pastimes. How was Colin's vacation for you, Wes? It was great. Yeah? <laughs> I enjoyed watching cool. it all through social media. <laughs> yeah. Watching from Lurking afar. Lurking it and never commenting on anything. Yeah, like always. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we will. We have a lot of news to go through since we've taken a month off here. And sure. so we'll just get right to it. Uh, this is, in case you guys didn't know, once a month we do a news episode that we like to call a recurrent affair. <sighs> I miss hearing that. <laughs> That's what we call it. It's and as always, we start with those who have passed on from this earth that mm. uh, made our childhoods grand. We'll uh, kick it off with Wayne Huizinga, who, uh, uh, for the purposes of this podcast, what he is known for is creating blockbuster video. I so, feel like I feel like his name is uh, a move I would do in Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Just did, I just did a double I, Wayne Heisinga. You just kind of have to do it. Now. You got to go back, back, left, right, low kick. Yeah, that's how you do the double Wayne Heisinga. <laughs> I hope you in the car also repeated his last name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so and not to make light, uh, you know, we have a lot to appreciate Wayne for. I mean, I think we Thanks, all have Wayne. a lot of nostalgic memories of walking through Blockbuster, and then of course those of us who are South Florida sports fans know Mr. Heisinga. From uh, his oh, sure. Miami teams that he owned as well, uh, uh, you know. So it was the the Dolphins, the Panthers, and um, the uh, the Marlins. Yes. So all those Miami teams down there. So did so. he currently own all of those? Like that up until his death, he I'm was actually owner not of those? sure. I just kind of know him as vaguely as that South Florida owner guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. since Blockbuster is is thriving right now, I would imagine <laughs> he would have to have some other endeavor. He yeah, must have taken turns. I don't know. Maybe so. Sorry for not doing the research. Moving on. We, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, another uh, another founder of a store that is officially no more, mm. Charles Lazarus, the yep. founder of Toys R Us, has passed on, and shortly after the news that Toys R Us itself is passing on. So yeah. kind of a double RIP here. Uh, this is very sad because I know lots of us went through gleefully through toys r us yeah it's it's technically a quadruple if you think about kids r us and babies r us that's true are also on their implosion trail and there's still a kids r us i might have made that oh, up. maybe i don't know there, okay. it was a thing ha! Was it? Ha! yeah there it is but well i mean then there's jeffrey yeah the giraffe so you can oh. throw him in there as well i know wow i'm gonna miss jeffrey one giant r.i.p 
I know. Uh, you know, maybe just like Circuit City, people, somebody will try to revive it. Well, and but speaking of that, I mean, KB Toys has announced that they're coming back, which is impressive and also timely. I wonder if somebody's like, "Wait, Toys R Us is closing now." Yeah, there's almost by the day we got a that big window. Toys right. R Us announced it, which is <laughs> insane. So I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I spent many a time walking through the mall and ogling at uh, the overpriced toys and KB Toys and wanting some of them. So. Um, do you guys have any memories tied to KB? Yeah, just about any time you go to the mall, you have to take a trip to KB Toys. Yeah. Because you are lingering with your mother shopping through clothes and everything, mm-hmm. so you get a little prize at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's kind of like the reward. Yeah. yeah. Which it was liquidated a while ago. Like, that whole... Wasn't the whole company just, like, shut down, or did they just, like, go into dormancy? Like, they've just been hibernating like I a big I think they bear. shut down. I feel like somebody new is picking it up. So okay. I feel like they, they keep claiming through social media that they're going to kind of revolutionize the way we buy toys and all that yeah. kind of stuff. We'll so see. I'm not even sure they know what they're going <laughs> to do, but they're just claiming that for now. Well, I wonder if um, they sat there pontificating on what went wrong with Toys R Us and what they would do differently. I know Colin and our one of our most recent, I don't know if it was our last episode, but one of our most recent episodes, you were like, oh, I wonder like if the model of Toys R Us would have done better if they would have thought, hey, let's have kids come in and test out the toys or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's something like what they're going to do. Yeah, maybe so. I always thought for some reason that Toys R Us bought out KB Toys. That might be point. true. But I don't maybe feel at like. at some point, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I might have made that up. <laughs> Well, and here, here with your hearsay news, <laughs> yes. what's Colin and Corey? So now we're back on the upswing of things being resurrected. Hallelujah. Pepsi has resurrected their classic look for their cans. Wayne, uh, sorry, let's <laughs> call you Wayne. <laughs> Wayne! Like, Mr. Heisinga over Thanks, here. Garth. Uh, <laughs> Wes has uh, an example right here that none of you can see. Is a mini Pepsi can that has the classic look. It's I feel tiny. like we are. Izzy on the Pepsi. Mm, I wish it was a Pepsi free. Yeah. I wish. Boo. But I'm, I'm glad that they, I hope that they bring this back permanently because I hate when they rebranded. It looks so stupid. It looks very 90s. Yeah. It, it really looks it. 90s, which is like when they this rebranded. This one is just more iconic yeah. and like it makes you, like I never drank Pepsi as a kid, but it like as soon as I saw that mm-hmm. on the grocery store shelf, I had to buy it just because hmm. of that nostalgic feeling to that, uh, the way that the brand used to be. Yeah. Even though I was never associated with it, like I feel like I would just always see it in movies. Yeah, you know, um, growing up in the South, you just don't drink Pepsi all that much. Yeah, so for that's me, that's a sin. Yeah, that's you drink Coca Cola in the South. <laughs> you just spend a lot of time vandalizing Pepsi trucks and Pepsi plants <laughs> exactly. and like knocking over the displays and Kroger's. Not my cola. <laughs> I feel like the only time. <laughs> hashtag. I need a bumper sticker for that. I know, not my cola. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like my only time living in the South that I kind of dabbled with Pepsi was when Star Wars Episode One came out, and they had the oh, yeah, specialized they, like character yeah, yeah, cans. Yeah. Uh, that's I feel that's like my only memory tied to Pepsi. The rest of the time, it was Coke all the way. I screw mm-hmm. that noise, Cokehead. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I like that you dabbled in it. <laughs> I dabbled. I dabbled. I mean, that everyone's got to experiment yeah. every once in a while, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to do everything once in your freshman year of college. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> it was a, Pepsi. It was a wild time. There were some regrets, but you know, you I moved on. I, I learned, and I will try to teach my kids better. And then Such it a, got dark, and you went yeah. into like Sam's Cola. <laughs> I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Sunny Select. <laughs> I don't. I, I barely remember those years. Um, it's pretty dark. <laughs> Very jolting. <laughs> dark like cola. Moving on to more things being resurrected. Chris, Clarissa explains it all. Is being kind of rebooted, um, but not reboot in the sense that it is being reimagined. It is just a continuation, a la Roseanne, uh-huh. as we have spoken about, and we will speak about more later on. Clarissa explains it all is coming back, and it's uh, now Clarissa as an adult, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. 
That'll be interesting. So I assume she has daughter, a daughter, a daughter, perhaps yeah. a daughter and a redheaded child. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by the nature of the it show, runs in the family. Yeah, does it skip a generation it. or? What is that I don't know. I don't uh, know. I don't know how the ginger gene works. Uh, I wonder Ooh. since it's going to be on Nickelodeon. I'm wondering what kid is going to watch this. Like, oh yeah, they like have to now. have it targeted more towards kids rather than have it centralized with Clarissa. Because who wants to like? What kid wants to watch a mom trying to explain? Yeah, it all. It's that careful line that you have to walk, like kind of like Girl Meets World, where yeah. it's like you're trying to grab the people who want the nostalgia feelings but also you're trying to usher in a new generation of fans so you can't go hard in the paint with the nostalgia because yeah, yeah. the new fans won't get it and be like shut up mom I don't want to watch this <laughs> ma'am now take me back oh. to the mom ma'am I want to go to KB Toys <laughs> Kate Cartman <laughs> I wonder if she, I wonder if she's going to be super strict about like a boy trying to climb through their window <laughs> oh gosh I would think so I mean I don't know if that's a little she's going to shut that down right yeah, seriously real quick. Not, and not, in, not in this day and age we don't want her Weinsteining anything okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, no, no, no. I think Cliff, we're good. Clarissa will explain it. On <laughs> okay, <record. laughs> she will explain. That's it. what the show's about. Yeah, just explore. Time's up. <laughs> okay, Me before too. cutting this off right now, <laughs> the Rocketeer is coming in the form of a Disney Junior series. So that's kind of like a reboot or a reimagining. Yeah, uh, we all I saw assume it's a cartoon. Is that this is a cartoon, right? Yeah, like, it's an I would think series. so. Is animated any, series. Is there any concept art for this yet? I don't think so. I haven't seen any. Um, I would assume it's probably just loosely. I mean, they might have the whole, like, maybe like a a sort of old look from the suit and the helmet, the jetpack and the helmet, mm-hmm. but reimagined I think and they'll modernized. have somewhat of the gold helmet, and, right. that's, and she'll just have a rocket it, uh, rocket pack. Yeah, it probably um, will just be the Rocketeer in name mostly. So they're kind of gender swapping it. They're doing a young girl named Kip. So it's like a little girl that's mm. av- apparently getting a rocket uh, pack f- as a b- birthday present or something. She's being like passed the torch. I like that. Yeah, you know, why not? I, I think uh, I personally loved the Rocketeer when I was a kid. I loved watching it. I personally don't remember anything from it, but I remember... Like I had a VHS of it and watched it all the time as a kid. So. I'll have to have you boys over here in my house and we'll watch it. Yes. <laughs> we'll eat popcorn and wear our jumpsuits. Ew. It'll be great. I will use a ladder to climb into your house. Please do. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ghostbusters, uh, you know, the, the Ghostbusters craze has not ended. Mm-mm. They are creating a Ghostbusters world mobile game, which apparently... Is supposed to kind of piggyback on the success of Pokemon Go. That's interesting. Which is very interesting. I guess you yourself would be a Ghostbuster, and you're supposed to catch all types of ghosts. I would assume that's how that works. That's clever. Uh, this will be interesting because I know they are creating a Harry Potter version of this kind of AR oh, really? go and catch a Fantastic Beast kind hmm. of deal. Mm. Uh, um, that's clever. So... I guess I, I don't know how many times you can reimagine it. Wes, do you know the company that is doing this? Is this Niantic, like the people who do Pokemon Go, or do you know anything about that? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't imagine that's the same people. It looks like I just looked it up. It's four thirty three Creative Lab. Okay. And Next Age. So none I've heard of. Yeah, that does not sound like Niantic because I know Niantic. I think is having a hand 
in the Harry Potter version. So yeah, are people going to be like throwing their phones out onto the street to like? <laughs> <get> the, <laughs> it's going to be really a big deal for Samsung to be well, able to replace all these phones. Well, if it's anything like Pokemon Go, they'll be wandering into restricted areas mm-hmm. and not so safe areas, that's and probably driving while playing. So. I mean, that's where I feel like a lot of ghosts are hiding out is in derelict buildings and things like that. That's if, true. If Ghostbusters has taught me anything, yeah, that's true. So we'd have to go to New York. Yeah, there's a lot of breaking and entering. It's yeah. going to be involved with this game. Just. Don't cross the streams. Yeah, it should Please. probably come with a lockpicking set and like some kind of very big disclaimer you need to put on the back of your phone about stream crossing. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, um, kind of like the, in Pokemon Go, you have your like rare Pokemon? Uh-huh. Where did, I guess the the one to get in this one be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Or yeah, like that or Slimer. So. Slimer, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, uh, I'll try it out. Why not? Yeah, why I'm not? De- I'm definitely going to play it. I, I never dabbled in Pokemon Go, but this, but this will, will, this get, will you. get me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anything like Ninja that. Turtles or Ghostbusters, I will always partake in. Noted. Worst case scenario, you play it for a couple days, and yep. then you're like, oh, it sucks, and then you delete it off your phone. Yeah. And then they have your information forever. So Perfect. <laughs> no big deal. 2018. Rolling right along, we, uh, we've we mentioned this in the past, but there's finally a trailer for it, Cobra Kai the TV series that is a continuation of the Karate Kid saga. Saga. Yeah, <laughs> saga, I guess, is the, is the word. Uh, have you guys watched said trailer? I have I watched said trailer. What do you think about said trailer? Now I want to let it, let it just I, play I while I'm I think it gave this. me, Sean Robert uses this term all the time, uh, a nostalgic gut punch. Hmm. Like, I was very surprised that it affected me the way that yeah. it did. Because, like, when I first heard about this news, I'm like, that's going to be really stupid. Yeah. Like, neither of them are actors really anymore. They're mm-hmm. not in much. So I'm like, oh, this is just like a cry for help kind of thing. But it actually looks pretty decent. Like, it really kind of brought up that nostalgia feelings in me. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to watch it because it's through the YouTube uh, Red. Is yeah. That what it is? It's through the YouTube. Through, through the, the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't really know how that works. I assume it's like a Hulu or a yeah. Netflix where you pay 10 bucks a month for yeah. it. Well, I think this is kind of like the most quote unquote famous thing they have on YouTube Red, yeah. which I don't know how, it, if they're going to integrate it with YouTube TV eventually. I hope so. Yeah. I have um, that. Oh, yeah. Because they're kind of being confusing right now with yeah. Red and TV and all that stuff. Does TV come with a Red subscription? I don't even know. No. We it sound does not. so old right now. It does not. But, so, a- anyway. Maybe somebody will rip it off of YouTube and put it on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> 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 likely will happen. Yeah, you're probably right. They'll put it on Vimeo. Yeah. So, I don't know, if we can get our hands on it, maybe we'll watch it and talk about it on the yeah. on the show, on the podcast. I would and enjoy that. I, you're right, Wes. I kind of had the same feeling when I watched it. Or when I first heard about it, I'm like, Pfft stupid but when i saw the trailer i was like oh man they kind of got to me a little bit yeah. it, and it was all filmed here in atlanta yeah too. Yeah, yeah did you guys you guys did karate as a kid right yes you guys were both in it yeah you were, I, you I were was the a dojo? karate kid i got to a blue belt i believe okay. which i think was the third belt in my and you? type of karate. i was like a red brown which is like yeah then brown then black you're like baby food color yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> feel like uh, <laughs> poop, depending on the health of the baby? Touche. Do you feel like uh, the original Karate Kids were influential in your decision to be a part of, or like your no. desire to be? No, not at all. No. It was Mortal Kombat and uh, oh, okay. and uh, and Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it was just my friends were in it. Okay. And I. Was more like a social so. thing in that yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I think it was mostly Mortal Kombat for well, me. I think every every little boy, or not every, I won't generalize, but most little boys like just at, at some point in their age, like, yeah, I want to be able to kick and punch stuff. Yeah, and 
karate so cool. So That's my, funny. and I think it also it was kind of part like my brother was more of the athlete of the family. He played baseball and was uh-huh. good at it, and I was never good at it. It's so like maybe this could be my like athletic thing uh, that I can okay. do, and this will be mine. Yeah. But then I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, my brother did it, <laughs> but I hard. never, I never did it. So I was just curious. Like yeah. I, I wonder what his motivation was. I'll have to ask him sometime. But. Yeah, it's funny you get into karate wanting to kick and punch things, but then they're like discipline. Yeah, and just <laughs> don't like, touch anything, <laughs> even yourself. Crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we have talked about the next three things uh, when they they've been in development, and now we have watched them, or at least a couple of us have watched them, <laughs> and so we're gonna kind of do like a mi- mini reviews for each of them. And the first thing that has come up is something we talked about. Uh, in the last news episode is Everything Sucks. Yes, the Netflix is, special. Yeah, the Netflix or show. Original. Netflix original. There we go. That it takes place in the mid-90s mm-hmm. and is nostalgic galore. I mean, they, they jam-pack that stuff with 90s references. So I would like to get you guys', um, I guess, your reactions to well, this show. I think well, we've all stopped at certain points. Yeah, what's the gauge here? I've only watched the first episode. I watched probably the first three or four. Okay. Okay. I've watched all but the last episode. Okay. I don't know why. I'm not usually the person that leaves an episode like that, but I think it was just pre-vacation. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. So, that may be Does an accurate... Does everything suck? Every, so far, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that may be an accurate representation of our respective feelings towards the show. Yeah, <laughs> how much so. we watched it. How far we got. So... Uh, let's, um, I'm debating which one is the best place to start. Let's start with the bad first. <laughs> so what, uh, Wes, I, what I, were I your can, thoughts on I can it? touch on the bad. Yeah, yeah go for it. Muck. Um, I, the acting in this is very rough. Um, it, it, yeah. I, yeah. It's the main reason that I kind of bailed on it. And I, I know that this is going to sound pretentious and just very, uh, nitpicky. But the references and the time period did not match up for me. Yeah. Like, and I know that most things are like this. I'm sure right. Stranger Things is completely not accurate in its timing mm-hmm. and music and like things that were trendy at that point. But yeah. like, nobody was playing with slap bracelets in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> or it was it 96? 96. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm getting it wrong. That was an and early they played 90s My, My Bostones, which was 97, not 96. So yeah. there was like a lot of things like that just in the first episode and it seemed like the references meant more than the characters and the acting and the story and everything so but that's that's just the pilot so i may be like (laughs) way off on my bearings here uh judging it that harshly but i kind of just bailed off well for that for those of you who listened to the episode that we talked about this when we were kind of uh we were kind of predicting what it might be like or thinking about what it might be like i think one i can't remember which one of us brought it up but we were like we're kind of scared that it's going to be one of those shows where they just lean so heavily into the nostalgia that the story kind of suffers. Yeah. And that kind of, in my opinion, turned out to be what it was. A I bit, mean, they vomit 90s references yeah. in this show, and that can only take you so far. So, like, I mean, you mentioned the acting. I think the lead character, uh, lead kid, really, really good actor. Yeah, that's but the, the only one that, like, <laughs> like, kept me interested in it. Uh, and I think the problems I had with it was that there was no... There was no genuineness to it. Like, yeah. they were very, ex- they went so extreme with different things. And I, okay, so I was a theater nerd growing up. And they have theater theater nerds in here. And they are so overly dramatic and so overacting and so weird in yeah. this show 
that that really turned me off. But then also, like you said, the and acting. they made them out to be the cool kids. I, yeah, they did. They yeah, did. <laughs> which, which is just not a thing, thing in the nineties. And then uh, just the acting, like you mentioned, but like not just the kids, but the adults were bad. Yeah. You know, and the story itself. I think the the main problem it had, and this is not their fault, so to speak, but Freaks and Geeks is also on Netflix. And that was also I, set I would in a certain rather time just watch period. That again. <laughs> and what Freaks and Geeks did was they made a great story with really genuine characters and very yeah. realistic characters, and they sprinkled in some '80s in it. Whereas this one is they just unloaded with the '90s references and skimped on the actual genuine story and storyline and i just could not get into it it's like i hate to compare it with stranger things because i know it's a completely different animal but like you could tell that stranger things they wrote the story before they're like oh we should set this in the 80s <laughs> right yeah this is the opposite way yeah. where it's like oh we should do a 90s show what kind of story should we tell yeah yeah that's a good way to look at that so colin <laughs> you have watched a, a, many more episodes i have and I, do you agree or disagree so far with what we said about it uh so far i agree almost across the board okay uh i feel like the acting is not super strong i feel like some of the storylines are potentially interesting uh when it comes to like uh i don't want to spoil it but there's, there's some interesting parts that happen in it uh, I agree that the drama club is not the cool kids <laughs> in any college or sorry, any high school. Nerds were not. Cool I mean, yet. they're yeah, cool in their own like micro subset right. for mm-hmm. sure. But like in the show, there's parts where they like take over the lunchroom and I'm like, no, yeah. they yeah, would, yeah, that yeah. would never happen. So something, something was semi-realistic for that one for me because there were, when I, I mean, I was, I was thespian club president. So mm-hmm. we did do things <laughs> like that, like flash mob, like we would stand up and yeah. yell and like do scenes or whatever yeah but no one's like oh thank god they're here but it's not, yeah. like, okay not it was very much eye rolly and it was not to the extent that they went through right. all of it it was yeah it was a little extreme yeah but it's clever like i really appreciate the idea of like the drama club and the av club kind of coming together to make something together in a way that they were normally separate like that's right, a yeah. clever idea yeah, yeah. i thought uh the way they bring in his dad as like his dad was doing very early vlogging in a certain yeah. sense is pretty clever uh, later on, you find out his dad actually works at Blockbuster. So you guys didn't even get that far, which is pretty Spoiler funny. alert. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in a lot of ways, like I think the show tries really hard, but they probably needed to spend like another quarter million dollars on casting. Yeah. Like I feel like, the to your point, the show could do a lot better if the casting was stronger. Yeah. Like I think it would even bring some of like the hokey writing out. Uh, or cover it because just the presentation of it would be better. It doesn't mean that the writing is perfect for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that is a huge detriment to it that there's so many other shows like Stranger Things and a lot of other stuff that we just have a higher expectation of actors. Like if you go back and watch Full House now, it's like, oh gosh, they yeah, were yeah. so bad when they were young. Yeah, yeah. But like now we just expect them to be good. Like childs need to be, children need to be prodigies and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I think that's where like I've gotten pretty far through it, but not because it's changing my life. It's just like I want to give it I've started it that far. I got to finish it. Well, that's one of those things where it's like I wanted it to succeed. I wanted yeah. it to be good. I think that's why I gave it three episodes. But I just that eventually I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Sure. So I get it. Uh, apologies to all of you who actually liked Everything Sucks, but I think <laughs> the general consensus here is that everything indeed does suck. So <laughs> we will move it on to um, the Roseanne reboot or uh, what is revival? The revival. Thank you. Revival. Um, so, I, I, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm I'm big on 90 sitcoms. I watched just about every single one, and um, this was a big one for me because 
number one, I didn't actually watch a whole lot of Roseanne, but I watched enough to kind of get its tone and everything. Um, but number two, I was also too young to really get it. And I was interested in seeing this just to see like how much it connected to me as an older adult. Hmm. And uh, they released two episodes and they've been kind of controversial because they went a little political. But um, Colin, you haven't seen it yet, right? Nope. Wes, you have seen it. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I think they did a great job. Like, I really wasn't expecting much out of it because, like, most of these revival things, like, it's just kind of a cash grab. And this pretty much is. But, like, they at least kept, like, 100% of the spirit of the original show. And they're not trying to be nostalgic with it. They're not, like, making 90s jokes or anything like that. The only real thing that's nostalgic is the exact set and the furniture and all like that. Like the house in that sense. Yeah. yeah. But they do a good job of keeping it relevant. Like you said, like it's very like the political divide between the family and like kind of poking fun at both sides. So it's not even like one sided. So I, I appreciate that part of it because everybody has families that have like a political divide in them of s- some sort. Uh, one thing I didn't like, though, which is kind of nitpicky, I did not like th- how the theme was played, like the opening theme. Like I feel mm. like. I know throughout the years they kind of tweak and change it up slightly, but mm-hmm. this one seemed like really weak and like it didn't quite hit mm. you like the way that it should have yeah. with it being gone so long and coming back. Yeah. Um, but everything else, I, I really, I genuinely laughed out loud at a lot of stuff and I don't know, I I really like it. I, I, they just got signed on for a second season. Really? Because it did so well. Because it was um, like most watched uh, something recently. I forget. I forget. There was some accolade that it acquired. Yeah, it was something under the most watched sitcom in the last whatever years yeah. or something. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting to me that they already picked it up. Uh, well, actually, it's interesting to me that it was so successful from the get go. Like, uh, it, it, I didn't feel like they had hmm. like this big hype campaign that they had for. I almost other forgot than about saying it. it was political, and yeah. maybe that was enough of a tease for people of like, oh, it's a Trump family, like, or at least she supported him. Um, oh, and, so they like declared that from the outset that, uh, that this was going like to be politically the, divisive. Yeah, I read news oh. articles of like, hey, it's going to be okay. political, and so maybe that's just. Because of the climate we live in, people yeah. wanted to jump in and see the new spin. I mean, and it was, I mean, obviously a successful show back in the 90s. Sure, um, yeah. So I just, you know, I, among other things that have been revived, it's interesting to me that this one was so successful from the get-go. Hmm. But, uh, man, yeah, more power to him. And I, like like US, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I watched the first episode and sitting there the whole time I'm like man I feel like this is just a continuation of that series yeah, they like, never wow. skipped a beat it really felt like that yeah. and that's just so difficult to do as we all know and all the things we talk about that have been revamped and sure, rebooted yeah. and all that different stuff different comedy style now I mean like even Full House you could tell there was just something different about it but, but like with this one it just seemed like oh okay yeah it's like 20 years later and wow. they're, they're kind of the same people I mean it, it does kind of ha- I mean obviously it takes place in modern times so there's a modern spin with it but Anyway, I I very much enjoyed it. It kept the same tone, and it was funny. I found it very yeah. funny and enjoyable. And the characters, even if you don't relate to them, I f- still find them endearing. And e- even the political stuff they hit on, I was impressed with how they approached it. Yeah. I thought they showed both they sides. They showed both sides, yeah. And they made fun of both sides. Yeah. So I think some people, and I told you this earlier, Wes, I, I think some people bashed it or turned their noses up at it, uh, and I I think the reason – well, they did it because of the politicalness of it. But I think the reason is just because of 
where we are culturally, if there is an opposing view, we want to stick our fingers in our ears and be like, la, 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 and then try to pretend it doesn't exist. So I feel like there's people who didn't like it. And I, I'm totally painting a broad brush here, but I, I bet there were people who didn't like it that just because it introduced the fact that there's another viewpoint and made it, they characterized it and made it realistic to them, that just blew their mind and they just could not or would not accept that. I don't know. Hmm. Um, that's just kind of like a theory for me. I, I feel like a lot of times people don't want to know that they're, it's like, okay, you don't agree with that viewpoint, but it does exist. So these are real characters who exist in the world. And so we need, we, we need to make sure we have voices from all sides, whether or not you think they're right or wrong. It's kind of like the same Black Panther thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, the people who might have been offended by Black Panther uh, and the things that it said and the message it had were offended by certain viewpoints that certain characters had, but they were realistic viewpoints hmm. that pe- real people actually have. Yeah. So it's like, I can let this anger me and I can throw up my arms and say it's ridiculous that they have this in a movie, or I can say, oh... I don't agree with that viewpoint, but that is one that exists, and it's interesting hearing the other side of it. And yeah. it's not like it's a completely like conservative show or anything no. like that. It's like the second episode involves Darlene's son who wants to dress feminine mm-hmm. because that's what he's more comfortable with, and he's like what, like eight years old. So it's another. It's not really like a sexuality thing yeah. yet, but uh, they show how to handle that and mm-hmm. how you know obviously the Connors. Uh, think that's kind of odd, but then they kind of start to see the good in and accept it yeah. and kind of move on from it. So it's not like it's all like a one-sided show. It definitely shows the controversies of today and mm-hmm. how people deal with them. Well, and it showed, I thought they did a great job of showing the hesitation by, you know, the older school characters yeah. of like, okay, this is kind of, I don't understand it. But by the end of it, they're like, hey, we're choosing to love this child because he is our grandson. Yeah. Like, I felt like that was a great way to, it was a little heartwarming. Like, even if, regardless of what your views are, that was a very real kind of way to approach it. And I really appreciated that. Hmm. And and it was funny. And it was funny. I I actually laughed out loud a couple times, which is hard to say because sitcoms don't, live studio audience sitcoms these days don't typically make me laugh like they did in the 90s. And this one, I felt like. I mean, it wasn't gut busting or anything, but I still, I enjoyed it. I, I got a good laugh out of it. And we're definitely going to get a heck of a lot more revivals now. <laughs> Even yes. though we, we've certainly had our share of them, obviously, <laughs> right. but like now it's really going to amp up. Well, that just means more episodes like this yeah. one. Mm. So we appreciate it. I mean, that's uh, like you're right. With the success of one come a lot of little minions that may yeah. or may not be good, but we'll we'll see what happens. Like I wonder <laughs> if like a Friends or a Seinfeld oh, will yeah. come back. Man, I think that Friends point. one is coming. Yeah, I, I just feel you it think? in the air. That, that'll break the internet. Like, yeah. if, don't, do, do, doesn't Netflix have ownership of the Netflix ep- or the Friends episodes right now? Uh, I wonder if that would be Netflix, under. Yeah. I wonder if that would be under Netflix. I, it could be. That's I, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if they have like ownership of all rights or anything right. like that. I think it could still go to. Uh, I feel like Netflix NBC would go in really hard with that yeah. offer, though. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so the last thing we wanted to discuss. A certain movie has come out that we've talked about from time to time. It's based on a little book that is very popular with us retro nerds. And I say that as somebody who has not read the book yet. (laughs) But uh, it is Ready Player One. The movie has finally been released. Mm -hmm. Wes has seen it and has read the book. Yes. I have seen it and have not read the book. 
Colin has done neither. That's correct. <laughs> we're like a full spectrum there. So we're representing Just everyone. Just right. Yeah, I was in California. I didn't get to see anything yet. Yes, yeah. I, I suck. So we'll kind of give a as spoiler free as we can. Right. Just kind of give yeah. our initial thoughts, Wes. I'm very interested in your thoughts. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off because I can give a perspective of someone who hasn't read the book. I I found it entertaining. I enjoyed myself in the theater, but it was kind of like no more, no less. Um, mm. There were certain aspects in the movie where things didn't seem to make sense, and uh, I felt like it wasn't a oh, this is explained better in the book. It's like, a, come on, Stephen, like, this is a plot hole and you should s- hmm. fix this in some way kind of deal. So, I mean, look at me talking to Steven Spielberg. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. my friend and I know more about he directing sh- he than he does. He should call you. <laughs> Steven, email us at passwordcast. <laughs> yeah, at Get your career in line, buddy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I, Wes, and I'm sure you'll touch on this. There's a lot of things that were changed about the book apparently my wife has read the book and yeah, a lot. is insisting that i still read it because it is quite different according to her uh but i i did really enjoy the amount of references i did not think it was overload like we were talking about we were kind of fearful yeah. that it would be overload kind of like everything sucks i feel like there was there wasn't much more than what you see in the trailers as far as yeah. like all at one time there's a ton of references all across the board uh-huh. but like I don't feel like it was a common thread throughout to just bombard you with mm. references all over the screen. It was only in those like kind of like the the beginning race, the dance club and the battle uh, were the main ones that had those from the trailer where it's just yeah. like overwhelmingly like nostalgic references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I enjoy the references that I did catch and the ones that were in there. Yeah. Um, and... Again, it was enter- enjoyable, entertaining. There were some things where I felt like it clearly was accelerating the plot a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I recommend seeing it, and I also recommend seeing it in the theater. I think it's a good theater yeah, movie a good because theater movie. it is so it is CG heavy, but it's action packed and there's very visually appealing. So definitely recommend seeing it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was one of you guys that was telling me like if they would have marketed this as a CG movie. Like kind of like Beowulf back in the day, or have you ever seen those or like, like Avatar? Yeah, or uh, Polar Express. Like so much of this movie, alleged, I haven't seen it. I have a terrible opinion. We talked about this. <laughs> uh, it was promoted as a live action movie. However, it's primarily CG, or mm-hmm. so much of it is like mm-hmm. it's, uh, so incongruent in the. I don't know. What do you guys I, think? About I that? think they marketed it well because like it is a mixture. Yeah. Um, more so than the book, I, I feel like there was a lot of. Um, relationships that were moved up to the more the midpoint of the movie to and so that they could jump back and forth between real life okay. and the oasis um did, with the and i may be jumping ahead here but the decisions that they made by way of that do you understand like oh i can see why they did this in the movie form or do you think they could have done it differently i don't know i i i do I did think before going into it, but like, I hope it's not like 90% uh, Oasis. Yeah. Um, Because I I love having that human element. And I I feel like uh, Steven Spielberg thrives in that as far as like his cinematic eye for things. Um, So I'm glad that we at least got to see kind of both sides of it. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as like, did it like help the story? I don't really know, but I did like seeing both sides of it. Um. As far as like, I well, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I get, I agree. It's like a, a very fun movie. It's like I don't think 
um, it's like cinematic history or anything like that, but it was enjoyable. And it, it was the very rare circumstance of me reading a book before a movie. You, I never read anything. So it's mm. like I never have like any kind of context for that. But I was interested to see what how that would align with the book. And all of the core elements are there. But like they changed a lot, especially there's like three challenges throughout the book and they completely changed those. And I think for uh, the general audience, it, w- it would have been very like inside baseball to do the challenges that were in the book because they're, they're very nerdy references mm-hmm. that like are deep cut like 80s kind mm. of stuff. So I think they kind of had to more generalize things for the um for the movie it's like the the first uh the first challenge is the race that you see in the trailer and that is there's no race in the book at all so like seeing from Hmm. the trailer it almost looks like the movie is about this big race that's happening Hmm. but like that none of that's in the book um but i honestly think enjoyed the changes that they made i I feel like that made it better for a movie and the second challenge i won't spoil anything but i loved the second challenge like that was since it wasn't in the book it was a complete surprise to me oh yeah the way that they did it was incredible i thought it was really cool i i kind of wished it was a different reference because i I don't i love the reference the reason is because that particular reference I had not seen. I don't think I've seen the full one. Like oh, I don't really? think I've seen the. F- it. I'm trying to be so coded right now. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in full. Yeah. I have only seen it uh, in pieces, bits and pieces, and references. Well, but they, I, have not I feel like they it. showed the iconic parts of that. Oh yeah, they for uh, sure did. So I did definitely. So did you kind and, of understand the kind of beats there? Oh, I did. And you yeah. know what's funny? What helped me along is the Simpsons episode where they kind of spoof uh, it. Yeah. So th- that's how I know. But and okay. that's maybe a hint to some <laughs> people who have not seen. Uh, but. Hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> I really did enjoy that part. And as somebody who's not read the book, that was probably my favorite part, honestly. Even though yeah. I haven't seen the reference, yeah. it was still really enjoyable. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I. It took me a while to get into it, though, because they really gloss over all the details of, like, what does this world look like now? And, like, what is the oasis? And what, what's the history of that? They, like, really gloss over that very quickly. And I was already kind of skeptical of it to begin with. So it. It, I was like, oh gosh, is this just going to be like massive, like CG throw up all over the place? And but once they kind of get past, like once you get into the race and onward, I was into it because yeah. they did a good job of like world building and kind of just yeah. engulfing you. So like at certain places like that you see in the trailer, you're just like, I don't know if I can handle a whole movie of this. <laughs> right. By by that point, you're bought into it completely. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I. Like I said, it, it wasn't bombarding you with references the entire time. I feel like there was a story mm-hmm. there. And um, it's just good to see a Spielberg adventure movie again. Hmm. Yes, like, it is. I feel yeah. it, it just felt warm. It's such a weird place that we're at right now because it's a it's a movie that's about the future, that's obsessed with past nostalgia and references and everything um but it's like future oriented but it's like a spielberg movie that's kind of making a movie based on the era that he was best at so <laughs> yeah. it's almost like a throwback because it there are things that are over the top that it's it's almost kind of filmed like an 80s movie it's like the it bad is, yeah. guys a little over the top and like the acting isn't like 100 mm-hmm. percent. 
so it's just this funny mixture of things that we're in right now well and even that. one of the quote-unquote plot holes that i mentioned one yeah. that really got on my nerves my wife turned to me and she's like well isn't that kind of 80s though where there's yeah. like <laughs> kind of like a, wait how do they whatever it's just a movie kind of <laughs> process that i feel like as an audience we don't do so much anymore these days so i guess as we gotten if we as we've gotten wiser or smarter or more cynical i'm not sure which one maybe all of the above <laughs> but anyway i definitely recommend it still yeah. and i i assume you liked it yeah overall it, it, at at one point it becomes very disorienting watching it because i'm the kind of person that loves pointing out easter eggs oh, yeah. and seeing things in the background so for this i catch my eyes darting back and forth throughout the scenes and like seeing what all I can catch and like I'll focus on one side of the screen be like oh that was that thing and then I'll see something at the corner of my eye and be like oh crap what did I miss there was something there Mm -hmm. but yeah there's I don't know I can't wait to like own this movie so I can kind of go beat by beat to see like what all references were in there yeah I mean you know I have friends that run a YouTube channel that break down easter eggs and stuff yeah. I can't wait I know they'll do one that yeah, breaks down ridiculous. every individual so I can't wait to, that one's probably gonna be like an hour long yeah it'll be a long episode because there's so many of them so it'll be exciting to see like once DVD comes out and all that stuff comes out like where all the easter eggs were so. yeah. I read something interesting that Steven Spielberg was very deliberate of not having his own references on there of his own interesting. movies there was like um was it in the trailer the the t-rex was that in the trailer i, I, can't, I can't remember remember i think yeah. it was but there was a t-rex in it that yeah. looks a lot like the jurassic park one but i think that's mm. the only reference well to the point where the people that were making all the effects were trying to hide things and spielberg would catch him be like ah uh, you gotta get that out of there <laughs> that's interesting because yeah. you would think you would have like a jaws reference or yeah, ET yeah. or something like that and that's funny well and i did appreciate i mean he didn't direct this movie but he did produce back to back to the future and i, yeah. I do appreciate that they kept the delorean in the story because that for me is the the big link for me since that's my favorite movie of all time and speaking of that i as i was sitting there watching that i'm like man this music sounds very similar to back to the future's music it's the same and then so yeah i wait to the credits and i'm like alan silvestri yep nailed it it's the same composer as back to the future which was interesting because i was like maybe it's john williams because spielberg and williams always work together and i love that spielberg made the choice to go to uh, go to Silvestri or just like for that back to the future element Spielberg kind of thing. yeah did you catch the Zemeckis cube I did yeah yeah right it, it's well. like, it's like this little weapon that goes back 15 seconds yeah so it's like Zemeckis minor spoiler was alert the director of <laughs> back to the future that's yeah. cool so before we go too far down the spoiler rabbit hole I'll cut it off there yeah. and <laughs> maybe we can talk about it more in the future as more people watch this movie but we definitely recommend it and Whew, that was a lot to get through. As I said, we had a lot to get through since we took a month off. Sorry about that, but Sorry. you know, lives happen. Deal with it. And I'm yeah. thank you for holding on, still yeah. for still staying subscribed. So uh, <laughs> you know, without being, I know for me, I just stay subscribed on things. But I'm like, they haven't updated in a while, and then I'll delete it. Thank you for not doing that. I'm the opposite. I'm like, they're posting too much. I, I can't handle <laughs> really? it. <I'm> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, either way, thanks for hanging on. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with another episode this month that I'm very excited about. Can't wait for it. No spoilers there either. So, until next time. I don't want to grow up. I'm, I'm a, a Toys R Us kid. kid. They you got another Toys R Us that, that I can, I can play, play with. From bikes to trains to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz! I don't want to grow up. Because maybe if I did...
I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. R.I.P. Jeffrey. Later, Snorks. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>